Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. It is a new year, and that means a new update to the show. Um, We are changing, you know, normally when we hit our anniversary mark, I have had the thought that I will change the show up just a little bit to keep us fresh and new. Last year... I said, let's stop doing two-parters. We'll we'll go for an hour and a half if we have to. We'll go for two hours if we have to. Um, we've had a couple two-parters here and there because it just made sense to do it. Uh, but this year, uh, we are going to do what most normal long-form interview shows do. And that is, we're just going to do a post-intro, post-outro. We're going to just cut after the intro right into the middle of a conversation that I had with my guest. Um... So that's what what the big change this year. That's what you're hearing with episode 101 here. Really, really excited um, to be beyond the 100th episode mark. Big thank you to everyone who came out to that 100th episode at Amalgam Comics and Coffeehouse in Philadelphia. Uh, Another thing that's changing this year is our Patreon. It's still going to be at patreon.com slash thatentertains. But we're making some changes. We're expanding the That's Entertainment Podcast Network, and we're going to make that Patreon more focal to the podcast network. So go to go there if you want. Nothing has changed right now. It's going to take me about a month to develop the new um, reward system, the new goal system, and whatnot. But, I mean, literally for the price of a cup of coffee a day, um, you could donate... Uh, and pledge for a month worth of, uh, you know, exclusive content, early access, and stuff like that. It's going to be, uh, we're expanding the content to the entire podcast network um, that uh, if the shows want to hop in, they'll hop in. They'll have their own deals that they're going to do. And and, um, the idea is to cover hosting costs, and then beyond that, just help each show grow by covering advertising fees and stuff like that for the shows and heck if we can get a big enough user base from you guys to pledge to us then that just means we can do bigger and cooler things like maybe do a a podcast meetup a network meetup or something like that so make sure you check out patreon of course you could also uh, support us by following us on social media facebook.com slash real awesome pod twitter.com slash real awesome pod uh, Facebook is where this show does most of its updates, so make sure you follow us there, like that page there, um, and then Twitter is, uh, I do most of my Twittering on, um, at that nerdy Kev, uh, so if you want to talk to me directly, that's the best place to do it. Of course, um, Patreon is a great place to help us with, uh, you know, monetarily, but if you can't do that, then the next best thing is iTunes reviews. If you leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that Apple math does something so that we show up in the 
in the lists. Uh, and then that means more people are seeing us there. They're checking us out. They're listening. And hopefully they're doing the same things that you guys are doing. And and we're just growing the show. And we can not only grow our audience size, but then be able to do cooler things like live shows and stuff like that. We also uh, have another easy way. doesn't even – all it involves you doing is saying, hey, man, listen to this podcast. Everything is awesome on uh, awesomepodcast.com. It's a great show. You're going to love it. Word of mouth recommendations is another great way to do that. Before I introduce my next guest for episode 101 to kick off the next 100 episodes, I want to talk about uh, something that I recently kind of – I didn't want to – I don't want to say I, you know – went public with it. I'm about to do that now. But um, as you can tell, if you're listening to this, uh, you know that this is a couple weeks late. Um, and typically in October through December, those three, the last quarter of the year, uh, you know, in 2016 and, and 2017 is rough for me. It's it's right around the time where my uncle got worse with his cancer and eventually passed away. So it's a, and, and then his birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all everything happens at the end of the year um, around the day that he died. So it's a tough time of the year for me. And normally that's where I kind of I slog off. But one thing I don't talk about too much, I may have hinted at in the past or joked about in the past, but never seriously said anything. And um, nothing that has to do with this show specifically, uh, just some crappy emails that were sent back and forth. Um, something came to light where uh, I, you know, I addressed some depression that I go through. And, and for the most part, it is... Um, it's low key, low key depression. I usually can just work around it. Normally I do. Um, uh, you know, my family, my kids, my fiance, they're they're Whenever I'm around them, I'm always smiling and I'm never really feeling depressed. But for the last few weeks since the new year, uh, I have not been like looking at the podcasting stuff that I had to do, which normally makes me smile. I was just dreading it. Like I just, there was this weird, um, deep feeling of, of dread. And like, there was a, a foot on my chest, you know, just thinking about it. And, and it's bad timing because we're coming up on the two year anniversary show that we're doing as a festival this year. Uh, like we did last year. So really bad timing for this to happen. And I'm, I'm I think I'm kind of getting out of it right now. I'm, I'm doing my best to, to send the emails I need to send, finalize everything that I need to finalize. So I'm a little late in doing that stuff. Uh, but Regardless, um, I don't want to say that that's the excuse that we haven't been posting anything lately, but that is the excuse that I, that I haven't been posting anything lately is, is that I just been, you know, it was one of the, it's one of the few times in the, in the year that I get, uh, depression bad enough where it's just, it's like, it's got its throat or it's, it's like, it's got its hands wrapped around my throat and it's just, it's crushing depression. And I don't think I, you know, normally my medication is podcasting. Uh, I'll listen to, you know, Full Belly Laughs. I'll listen to Party of One. I'll listen to Campaign One Shot. I'll listen to, you know, a slew of local podcasters here in Philadelphia and, and tell like the Smodco ones from Kevin Smith and whatnot. And, um, that usually, you know, gets me through the day that usually, you know, makes me smile when I, when I feel like not smiling and whatnot. This, this particular bout with it, uh, was a little bit tougher, um, I've been going to bed pretty much as soon as everyone else goes to bed. That's not normal for me. Uh, I have been, uh, sleeping in, which is not normal for me. 
uh, I've been sleeping probably close to 10 hours a day. I'm usually sleeping maybe four to six hours just so that I have extra time to do all this stuff. So I know that there's something wrong and I'm trying to, I'm slowly course correcting, slowly getting there. Um, I don't want to get too, too much into it because I've talked to Chris Revel, who I was recently a guest on his podcast, uh, on let's chat with Revel and friends. And um, he uh, kind of mentioned it in, he's been mentioning it in his podcast here and there about his depression. And I asked him if he'd come on my show again, uh, you know, a crossover, you know, I did his show, he does my show, but B, I want to, I want to take the conversation a little bit serious and talk about depression and, and whatnot. So uh, look forward to that in the future. And, uh, it's going to be a bit more serious than normal, but you know, it's a discussion that needs to be had. It's depression can lead to a lot of bad, bad things. So talking about it is always better than not. And it's something that I've, you know, I'll talk to my fiance about every now and then, but even, you know, the co-founder of that's entertainment and crew number studios, he didn't really know how serious this was until I brought it up in an email. Anyway, uh, let's let's get it on to happier days, happier times. Let's talk about our guest this week, Matt Fowler. Uh, he's an actor and producer who has worked on multiple high-profile projects. Um, they've been featured in several magazines like The Hollywood Reporter and LA Times. His appearances include The Delusion Lies Within, a VR series produced by Skybound Entertainment, the same people who bring you The Walking Dead. He's been in Game of Thrones, the musical, the parody musical uh, that I believe they changed the name to Shame of Thrones, the rock uh, musical. It ran in L.A., the 2017 San Diego Comic-Con, and it recently wrapped a uh, run off-Broadway in New York City. Uh, he's produced a, a series, Zombie Whisperer, that he co-created with his wife, um, Kelsey, I'm going to mispronounce her last name, Boet, uh, and he co-wrote and starred in the short film Darla, and uh, he also uh, appeared in the short film The Trapper, and many, many other things. His IMDb page is there. You can go check it out. But Matt Fowler, um, Casey Spivey actually said, uh, hey, here's Matt's information. You know, uh, I think it would be a great guest. And, man, I loved this conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. He's, um, he's created an audio drama called Space Ward. Uh, space Ward is an epic neo-noir audio drama about survivors of a massive space attack in therapy. It's kind of like a cross between Mass Effect and In Treatment. It's really good. Uh, at the time of me recording this intro, it's nine episodes in, and it's so, so good. I really, really dig it. Um, a quick little synopsis of the plot is... Galactic Marine Lieutenant Michael Stone has been charged with heading up the psych ward on the Gallant, a sapien destroyer, and he doesn't like it. After a terrible attack that nearly destroyed the 12 species of the Galactic Coalition, all that is left is a small armada at the edge of space. Tensions are high, and the stakes are even higher. It is, Space Ward is great. I love it. I can't recommend it enough. I swear to you, these intros will not be 10 minutes long in the future. Um, this one's just a little bit longer because I had to talk about some things. Uh, Without further ado, let's kick it over to Mr. Matt Fowler! Uh, like long-form shows do it, where I'll do a, a, a my intro post-interview, and then, uh, and then, um, so, I don't know, I'll figure out where we're going to cut in at some point. Nice. But, uh, I don't know if Casey told you anything about the show, but it's pretty, uh pretty lax i guess is the word very uh informal i do zero research yeah, nice i i say it's to better the show but it's just because i'm lazy 
<laughs> I did uh I did uh, like uh 5% research. Uh I saw that you uh you were a professional wrestler. Yes. That's uh pretty <laughs> badass. That's uh where where was this re- was where was this research I don't, at? I don't know. It was at? on it was on one of your Twitter uh profiles, okay. I think. Oh, it's probably on my main one where I'm an ex wrestler. Is, is that some... is that true? Is that real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, um, oh God, I'm uh, 33, so almost uh, probably 16 to to 17 years ago, we started uh, wrestling in the backyard, um, and it was very basic stuff. Uh, we were too much, uh, we were too afraid to get hurt, I guess. But then we met up with these other guys that wrestled on a trampoline and they had brought their style, which was semi-professional suplexes and DDTs and all the stuff that you see in the ring. And they brought it to the ground. We like somehow we decided it was a good idea to eliminate the trampoline, but like keep everything that they did. So for the longest time, we, we just wrestled on the ground. A tarp is what we used. Well, to I mean, that's less broken necks for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, that tarp <laughs> saved many of the necks. Uh, I was also a backyard wrestler, funny enough. Uh, oh, um, okay. I am 31. And so it was a, probably about the same amount of time. Uh, one of my, me and my best friend at the time, we actually went to a pro wrestling school. I was a captain of the wrestling team in high school, uh, the, the, the regular right. wrestling team. And, uh, we went to a pro wrestling school together for about three months and kind of learned like all the, you know, the basic technique. And mm-hmm. then his mom was crazy enough to let us, we cemented four by fours into the ground in his oh backyard God. we did like three layers of pallets and then two layers of mattresses on top of them and we had a full out ring um with uh with like probably like eight to ten people that were in the the ywc the youth wrestling corporation uh, nice. yeah my name was maniac nice. Uh, oh my god okay so uh fast forwarding um probably a year or two into our backyard we decided to build a ring uh we were still i think at the time i i think i may have been I, I guess i was probably 18 by this point because i think i had actually did i debut no i was still in high school so i was probably 17 i didn't make my actual debut until like my professional debut until a year later but um when i was 17 so probably about a year year and a half after we started uh we had moved locations to a different backyard and we built a ring very similar did we i think what did we do uh we definitely used four by fours and I guess we did the same thing with cementing and we bought, uh, from highspots.com, which I feel is like every, I don't know if you guys use them, but they were like the backyard wrestlers. Oh, dream. Yeah. Uh, and we bought just like the turnbuckle, uh, things with the ropes and, and turnbuckle pads and screwed them into the four by fours. And 
whatever maybe we didn't use four by fours at first because whatever we used at first i somehow ended up being like all right let's test the top rope and because i was not a high flyer like i was i mean back then i was thin but i i always kind of was more methodical and uh was more uh, even though i was a Shawn michaels fan i was i was more like a bret hart Uh style wrestler uh and um but i climbed to the top rope and as i like like put weight down to to do the first jump and i think i was just going to jump from like the top to my feet the 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 uh post snapped so i like just crumbled so we had to we had to go back to basics and i guess we probably use something thinner than four by fours mm. um or maybe we did maybe we use four by fours and then we we is there another size up from four by four i think i mean i i i well yeah i mean you can do like railroad ties i mean you can do maybe yeah. i yeah i don't know what we ended up using but we instead of mattresses we had uh tires nice and plywood on top of the tires and i mean we put a lot of blood and sweat into that ring and um we were the federation of teenage wrestlers ftw uh and then we eventually were shut down by the township that we wrestled in which was falls township so when we relocated relocated to bristol township we called ourselves falls township wrestling to stick it to the man uh we also at that point were all pretty much aging out of that teenager category (laughs) and we were all in our like 18 19 to to 21 age range so it didn't feel right to be calling ourselves federation of teenage wrestlers but we actually it's funny that you said your name is maniac we had a guy also named maniac uh and he uh he eventually ended up changing his name when we went pro to i think rex mason or something like that but uh, I don't know what you guys did when you brought new people in. Uh, Cause we, that's like, eventually we started just like, people were like, Oh my God, you guys are the wrestlers that everyone talks about. Like, can we do it? And we would have quote unquote tryouts. Cause we had a couple people that did the same thing. They were, they were trained by a couple, uh, you know, by a school that was local to us. So maniac, this he we told him, I was like, all right, man, uh, wrestling's fake. You know, uh, that should be known by now, but you know, just to put it out there, we're not really trying to hurt each other. So let's, uh, let's see what you can do. Let's try a a power bomb. And I was the, uh, test subject in which he lifted me up and we explained to him, like, you know, just like make it look like you're throwing me to the ground. Don't actually use any force. And I think at this time we were still wrestling in the backyard. So like I was used to taking bumps on the hard ground. But he lifts me up and with force throws me to the ground. Uh, everyone said that they swore there was an indentation of my body into the ground. I wind knocked out of me. I had to step to the side, and be like, right, guys, I'll just, I'll be, I'll be over there. Give me a, a year. I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was to this day, and I've had a bunch of, you know, not serious injuries, but I've had a bunch of injuries uh from from my wrestling days. That's probably the oh, most power bombs are are brutal, man. They can be bad if you're doing them too, you know. If if you get them like if you get yeah. them too pat too far up past the, you know, past the the crux, like I remember I went to power bomb somebody one time and the, and they went too far and it like crunched my entire vertebrae. Um I think the worst thing that I remember from those days, and then, you know, I, we digress. You could talk wrestling all day, but uh, uh, <laughs> one of my buddies, uh, the, the guy who was trained with me, he 
did a he did the swanton of course you know we grew up in the yeah. that generation um and he was gonna go do a swanton off of a ladder um in the backyard on the ground um and as he goes to do the swanton he didn't jump up or something you know he pushed off too hard and the ladder went out from under him it was like a six or an eight foot ladder and uh and yeah. he just went face first into the ground, but it looked like the most amazing headbutt, like flying headbutt that you've ever seen. Um, we, I thought he was dead. It was just crazy. Oh my god, he was yeah. fine. We, you, but uh, when you're that young too, you know, you're like rubber bands. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how the pro wrestlers stay stay healthy at all. Like the ones who do it for years and years. I don't know. Uh, I. I think it's that DDT, uh, DDP yoga yeah, is right, all right. the rage now. Yes. I, it's funny. One of my friends picked that up and, uh, I, I'm at that age now where like, I, I'm, I have a little bit of extra weight on me and I, I need something to kick me into gear to, to do something. And I, I also have all the aches from, from, I mean, I wrestled from, I think 2001 to, I mean, before 2001, but the, like the official FTW start date was sometime in 2001. Uh, and I did it up until 2000 and like seven or eight. Wow. Um, and, and half of that time was spent in the backyard and then the other half was spent. We finally went legit. And in Pennsylvania, that's, uh, where, where I'm from, uh, Pennsylvania, um, is very, very, uh, uh, strict on on the laws of of promotion of sports promotion uh, wrestling boxing you have to have licenses and you have to have it's like you have to have a security bond um that we actually think we were doing all kinds of wrong uh we talked we me and me and my my friend that helped start it from years ago we we reconnected uh recently and we were looking at the you know, I think everything that you may, I don't know if you feel it, uh, but every, every year around March, which is when we started back in 01, um, I get the itch to do it again. Yeah. It's just, uh, March. I remember March as being my, ah, that's the FTW month. And, um, so we were talking about it recently and, uh, we, we, the reason we got a pro license was we, we kind of ran out of options of wrestling in the backyard and uh, it was just the next logical step for us to take it seriously. And I don't, I don't want to say luckily because some like a couple of people who are in a car accident and got laid up uh, for a little while, but they, they were in a car accident and they made a settlement where somebody had 10 grand to just use for our insurance bonds. Uh, and this was probably circa 2000. God, when was our first live show? Probably 2006 ish. Unreal. Um, Unreal. And, uh, here in, in t- uh, 11 years later in 2017, we discovered that you just needed to put up 10% of that 10,000. Uh, so I don't know what we were doing, but it's big old dummies, uh. but yeah, yeah, we, we eventually went pro. Um, we, I was trained by, I don't know. I never followed the independents. Um, so I don't know, I don't know if you did, but we were trained by, uh, reckless youth, Tom Carter. Yeah, no, I didn't really. Yeah. I didn't, I, I've only very recently started kind of, you know, delving yeah. into, to the Indies. Um, yeah. Well, and it's, it's cause it's way more accessible. Right. right. Uh, you don't have to have videotapes and, and <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm just kind of getting back into the world of wrestling. Like I, I've a couple months ago, I got the WWE network that, uh, I've only watched one or two times. I'm trying to find time to, to incorporate wrestling back into my life. But, 
Um, yeah, Reckless Youth, if you actually like he trained with William Regal in the 90s, he was called the King of the Independence. Uh, he was on the cover of one of the magazines with like every title uh, in the States around his arms. He was like a huge deal. He, he was eventually set up in the WWE farm system to be. Do you remember um, the Billy and Chuck gimmick? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, what was his name? Rico with the mm-hmm. sideburns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Reckless Youth was, uh, they wanted him to be Rico. And he said, okay, um, let me ask you, what is after that? Like, how do you see that that gimmick's future? And there was like silence. And he said, all right, I'm not going to be doing that because uh, I'm not going to, like, he, he was very proud of the reputation he had um, built for himself. Yeah. So uh, he never made it to actual television uh, because of, you know, life and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, like I'm, I was very fortunate to be trained by somebody who's like, I think William Regal talks about him in his book. Like he's very well respected yeah. in, you know, you know, in the Indies and in the pro, uh, it's all pro, but in like the majors, I guess we'll yeah, say. Yeah, right. Oh, so cool, man. So yeah, cool. it's, it's, oh man, it's all, and every, I, this is the second or third interview I've talked <laughs> about it in, uh, in, in the last month or two. And like, it just, yeah, like it's another reason for me to, you know, try to get to the gym or do de- like, I think yoga, I, need to, I need to hit up the gym. Do it. Yeah. Well that I need that to like stretch out my body and just get the, the, the my, my back and my knees. Right. And then hit up the gym. I just like, if I could drop 30 pounds mm. and get to like a nice little, a little bit lighter. So I'm not tired all the time. Feel like I could move around that ring mm. again. Oh, uh, I badly would do it one more time. I know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I never, uh, you know, I never went, went pro with, you know, with our league or anything like that. But, uh, uh, you know, my whole thing is like, if I ever got to reach it, uh, you know, a, a point of fame with the acting, uh, then I would definitely try to leverage that to get at least one yeah. appearance in something, yeah. even if it was like, you know, the, the, the local, uh, you know, California has, mm-hmm. LA has a bunch of big, huge promotions, um, that are, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, can't remember the name. One of them, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name, but it's, it's one of them where like a ton of people that are in the WWE came from. Um, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, good times. Well, I know like, like Brian Kendrick has something going on out there. Right. Where, like, I think he's, like, he's part of that 205. I'm so out of WWE. Same I think here, it's called the, yeah. the, the 205 is their cruiserweight. I think he's still with the WWE, but he also like has his own school out there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's, it's. Uh, I feel like, you know, LA and that area and then the East coast is huge in, in like the big successful indie markets. But even though I say that, but like, I mean, Cody Rhodes is traveling the the country and and world. Doing all the indies, man. He's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I wish I I wish there. I mean, I, I I guess there is an easy way. I can just hop online. A lot of what, they all spartaned up though. Like the way you, I guess to get like the legitimate uh, copies, it's like they all have their own subscription services now. Mm-hmm. Like Jakara, which is local to like semi local to me. It's a Philadelphia based um, place. Like, uh, and I, I can't give it enough justice. But have you ever heard of Jakara? No. 
Okay. I, I don't give it the right uh, pizzazz. Um, that's something that my buddy Jeff Stormer does. Like he's so in love with it. But the, the easiest way to kind of describe Chikara is that it's kind of like a comic book, um, like live action comic book wrestling almost uh, is what? I, I guess the best way to do it. Like they do themed quote unquote seasons um and uh and i don't know like the theme is more so just like the like how like their their marketing works but i think there's also like a theme in the storyline that kind of matches it i mean Um, one year they did time travel nice (laughs) where they had i'm so i'm describing this incorrectly but basically wrestler a uh punched wrestler b and it was like it, the, it was a super punch into the past like but it, it was something like that it was a, like a reference to back to the future and um when he came back he's like he got the briefcase that he needed he went to the future uh and and got the brief some briefcase or whatever so fast forward to a year or two later the guy that went to the future had been, i think like they they may have they either wrote him off or killed him off. I forget what exactly happened with the character, but he had been gone for a little while and he came back for that event that was like, they scheduled an event the day that he went to the future and he came back and went to wherever, I guess the announcer's table and grabbed the suitcase what? and then, and it's brilliant. And, yeah. Oh my God. It is. Yeah. I, I wish I could describe it. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down. That's, Oh, that sounds amazing. It is. Yeah. It, so that's something I would love to get into. Ring of Honor is huge around here. Nice. Um, everywhere now, I think Ring of Honor is huge. But they, I, the guy who ran it, used. I used to work at Staples uh, back when I was like into wrestling and, and training with Reckless and stuff. And the guy that ran um, Ring of Honor, would use, he would come in whenever they were in town and just buy all our like clearance tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so badass oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah i i uh i it's i talk so much love for wrestling but it's something that i literally i i'm lucky if i watch five minutes well of you anymore. haven't missed anything for like basically since i don't know like 2006 you, you really haven't missed anything so you know well, yeah, and I, I would say I I stopped watching officially when Shawn Michaels retired for good, right, right, uh, because he was also when he was around he was also like a big input on the on the writing. Yeah, and the, that's and, the thing, man, the writing is just uh, yeah. I mean, and, and they're they're trying and stuff. And I've had uh, I didn't watch it for a long time, and then I I got the WWE pass like a year ago, and uh, uh, it's it's been okay. You know, a couple people have grown on me, but demand the the writing in in the attitude era was just and the acting yeah. and the acting too i yeah. mean and and i don't and i it's not a nostalgia thing it's really not it's there was the the writing and the acting was i mean a lot of the people that that were wrestling are movie stars and tv stars now yeah. you know like yep, that's they true. could act you know Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they all excelled, you know, they all pushed each other. Now it's like you're writing storylines based on Twitter followers, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which is, uh, crazy, but well, anyway. and, and the other thing is like the attitude Era also had competition. Yeah. Like they had, right. they had WCW to compete yeah. with and, 
I, I guess there's maybe like a sense of competition with the indie scene, but I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think WWE looks at, at that from like an audience standpoint, because at the end of the day, an audience is going to watch something mainstream. It's going to be WWE. Yeah. Um, they're real. The only thing they have to worry about is losing talent to the indie uh, market, because that's where you weren't able to make money a decade ago in the indies. Now you can like, you can be Cody Rhodes or you can be the young bucks or whoever, and you can have a decent, yeah, yeah, you you can raise a family by working the indies now. For sure. So it's, uh, it's, it's, and like all my wrestling knowledge comes from, uh, listening to the edge and Christian podcast now. Nice. Uh, that's, I, I, I'm, I'm at the point now with their podcast. I didn't think I was going to get there because I think they're they're one of the better wrestling podcasts. But just like Stone Cold's and Jericho's, if there's a guest that I don't like that week and I'm so behind on my other podcasts, I just end up deleting it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for the most part, that's like the one wrestling podcast that I'll listen to 95% of the episodes. There's a really good one that my buddy just uh, turned me on to, or uh, it's for for a while, but it's a, it's one of the commentators from WCW, I think. Oh, interesting. And it's also a guy that was like, yeah, there. One of the guys is a comment was a commentator for WCW, and and the other guy was like, uh, he was like an inside man for WCW. Oh my god, I okay. I'll find it after after this is over, and uh, and I'll send it because it's hilarious. Because one of the guys like he also worked with Vince, so he does like amazing Vince McMahon impersonations all the fucking oh, time. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it's great. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, so that's our wrestling hour. Nice. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would, uh, I, I'm in the same boat though. Like I would love to get to a level of some sort of fame, uh, whether it's through podcasting or, uh, what, if I ever, ever decide to actually film anything, uh, through, through writing and directing, but like, I totally jealous of like Stephen Amell, right. like being able to go hop on to WWE or ring of honor for like, you know, one thing and, and just do his thing. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, so where did where did you grow up? Uh, uh, was it was it in L.A.? Or? No, no, no. I'm I'm from Vermont originally. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in a small town in uh, in Vermont, Castleton, Vermont, in the woods. Kind of uh, yeah, doing all the hunting and fishing and sporting and. So how do how how does one go from because that is I feel like Vermont. Uh, is a a complete 180 uh, that from LA. As I'm staring out my window and I see all the snow <laughs> starting to collect on my car, uh, I, I know it's probably very similar in Vermont right now. But you know, out in LA, you're still like wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it warmed up a little bit with the fires recently, but yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's uh, uh, it's kind of a long story, but not. But I can I can do a short version of it. Um, whatever you whatever you think you need to tell and and, and uh, to get it out. There. When when I was like five years old, uh, I always wanted to be on Star Search, so I would oh, wow. I would do like uh, I would do like uh, you know I had this thing called the the American the American uh, I can't even remember it was like the American cartwheel or something. It was like a cartwheel into a split <laughs> that I would do for my family when they came over, and. Uh, was basically an only child. I had four older brothers and sisters, but they were all like 15 years older than me. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, because my mom and dad both had kids from their first marriages and then they got together and had me. So, oh, okay. So I was like in the woods, you know, playing pretend. And then my mom had a daycare uh, 
And so there were always kids, you know, coming over to my place. Um, and so we would just go into the woods and just imagine all day. That's all summer, all winter. We would just be outside just, okay, today we're, you know, we're elves and orcs or today we're army or today we're ninja turtles or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and we would plan out, you know, the, the days and then we would just imagine all all day. You know, that's what we used to do, our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. And then, uh, so anyway, uh, got into sports when I was in high school and then I got injured. I got in a car wreck, um, a head-on collision uh, that was real bad. Um, and uh, they told me I couldn't, I couldn't play football that season. Uh, so I tried out for um, the theater program um, and I got like a, uh, the role of Teddy in Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh, which was a kind of a, a big role. And I was, I was only a sophomore. I think I was a sophomore at the time. And, uh, then all the theater guys or the, mostly the theater girls actually hated me, uh, be, oh, wow. because I was like an athlete who, you know, was coming into their world and whatever. They just, they were just super mean to me. Um, interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't picture, uh, theater people being like bullies. Yeah. And, and they're not, uh, I, th- I think, you know, when you get into like the professional world, um, but th- mm-hmm. this was kind of like, this was their safe place. And, and, you know, I was some, you know, dumb jock who was coming in to, you know, that they thought anyway, that's, that's how they'd seen me, which is, you know, so weird that we live in a world now, like in 2017, where I don't, I like those, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just perceive it differently. Uh, but I feel like all those social classes that we had in high school kind of blend together more. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, because like my my go to example of that is like there's no way uh, when we were in high school you would ever see a commercial about a dude who builds a droid to go send to a, a girl's house he liked and to ask her to go see Star Wars. <laughs> Like that, that would be warranted for me getting shoved into a locker yeah. uh, 15 you know, years ago. Yeah. And now he's a cool kid. That's, that's, yeah, that yeah. dude's the man. Yeah. No, it, uh, my, uh, my niece, uh, and nephew that one, my nephew's, uh, like 13 and my niece is like 20. And I mean, they really did. I mean, they grew up in a completely different uh, world as far as, you know, rights and, uh, you know, the way that you thought about, you know, people being different. Um, <laughs> and, and it's great. Um, you know, people talk yeah. a lot of smack about, you know, the, the, the newer generation, but I think, you know, I got a lot of hope for them. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely pros and cons. Yeah. I can see things that the, the new generation that I'm like, oh God, come on guys. Yeah. But I think there's way more, um, I guess hope is, is the right yeah. word. Like, uh, it, it's moving, I think in a, in the right direction, the needles. Going. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Um, so anyway, uh, did theater liked it. And then I got a wrestling scholarship to Norwich university. Um, and I was doing nursing and one of my buddies was like, Hey, who's on the wrestling team? He was like, Hey, you should come audition for this musical. I, I, and I was like, okay, fine. So went with him. He had to drag me to it auditioned for the musical got a lead singing role in the musical and that was the first time i saw like oh wow this is a profession like you can actually there's there's people who do this professionally they take it seriously and you can get paid to do this and that that was kind of like click 
Um, mm. And so I had to quit the wrestling team to do this play. So I quit the wrestling team, lost my scholarship. Um, and uh, that summer, so the summer after my freshman year, I had a dream about this acting school that I'd looked at online when I was in high school. And the next morning I woke up and I called this acting school and it was in Dallas and um, they set up an, a, 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 an interview with me. They said I had to go to Dallas. So I f- flew from Vermont to Dallas um, and auditioned for this acting school. And the admissions advisor took me for a tour of Dallas, which I talked to all the other students and nobody else ever got a tour. Uh, I don't know why she did it to this day still, um, but took me out to sushi and stuff. And, um, so got into this school and, um, went there. It was a a 17 month, uh, associates program in acting, uh, then was in Dallas for a couple years acting professionally. Um, and then I was, uh, getting ready to move out to LA and I was doing fight choreography for this play and the woman who was doing the building the weapons for it uh, is now my wife. Uh, we, oh, nice. yeah, we met uh, at that show, and she was going to go out and and do makeup, and I was you know heading out to act. So we dated for a month, and then moved into a basement in Koreatown, uh, uh, and the rest is history. And now she's a you know she's a makeup artist on the new series SWAT on CBS. Wow, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, then, uh, and I'm here talking to you. So yeah, that's, that's the life story that, to the minute. That's, that's Vermont to here. <laughs> it's, it is, you know, I, I, I wish I had like something that when that, like I kind of followed from when I was a kid, like I don't have anything that I do currently whether it's, you know, this is a hot, you know, a hobby slash, you know, creative outlet or, you know, my desire to kind of like do some, something in film or even my day job, which is it related. Like none of that, when I was a kid, I guess the closest thing I had was wrestling, but like, I don't like that. I haven't done that. And I, my last match after a couple of years off was in, in 2009. Mm. So like, it's, it always blows my mind listening to like musicians and actors or filmmakers they're like, yeah, I just remember like when I was five years old singing and, and, and wanted to be on, you know, the, the whatever show you mentioned. Yeah. Star search. Like, cause to me, I was like, uh, I guess like for me, it was like, oh, I want to be in the WWE ring one day. And, but like, that's something that like, cause for me, like filmmaking, which is like, I would say, or I should say storytelling because <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to like, I hate saying that, oh, I, I write and I'm a writer or I, I'm an entertainer because uh, I am, uh, I feel like I'm, uh, I, I'm a Renaissance man. I'm, I'm pretty good at everything, but not a master of anything. Mm. Uh, and, uh, so, but like my passion to like pick up a camera, like happened when I was 25, yeah. like that's a relatively new thing. I was like, I think I want to like, I think if Kevin Smith can do this, like, I think, I think I want to do it. Yeah. I saw that picture of you with him. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, he came to town. Uh, the perfect weekend, like the weekend that I needed it, uh, was the weekend, uh, my, my uncle passed away from cancer, uh, November, uh, 9th of 2016. Um, so he, no, November, November 6th, 2016. And, um, they came to town, uh, on the November 3rd and 4th, 
uh, of this year. So like the one year anniversary where I knew I was going to be super down and, and, uh, and whatnot, like he came with Ralph for Hollywood Babylon on Friday night and then just a standard Q and a on Saturday night. And I went to both and it was like the perfect cure to like, just kind of forget for, for the night and just laugh all night long. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, and, and that's when you say storyteller, you know, like that's, 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 that's what storytellers are for, you know? I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. You know, it's, yeah, I, I love like, and this podcasting is like a whole new medium to find, um, you know, just brand new storytellers and, and new forms of storytelling, which kind of leads us into uh, what, uh, you know, Casey Spivey, who, who's been on the show before said, Hey, you should interview Matt. And I was like, okay, I mean, I'll, why not? And then I, and, uh, and I looked at what you're doing uh, and this is like, literally when I started podcasting 10 years ago, I wanted to say, I want to say like within six months, I was like, man, I would love to do like an old timey radio drama. Yeah. And I have yet to actually do anything like that. And, uh, like, so it's it's real special when I see people actually doing it because and like after listening, uh, what's nice? I don't know how how all audio dramas work if they're all like short form. Like no, I, I would say most of them okay. aren't. Okay, yeah, interesting. Which was something that was no, yeah, but 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 go ahead. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, so because because what I like that it's short form because you're seemingly short form is is what you have for your first four episodes at least, and because I, I was able to binge them and and listen to them and. Um, yeah, I just, I always get hyped when I see audio dramas because it's something like that. I think we're finally me and my, uh, me and some writing partners and stuff. We're going to, I think, push forward in 2018, but, uh, yeah. So, so, well, let's, I guess we're talking about it. We might as well talk about space, uh, space ward is it, it's, uh, yeah. what it's called. Yeah. Space. Ward. So tell me about space ward and how this came about. Um, so um, I, I train at this, uh, at this acting studio called BGB studios. It's, um, Risa Brayman Garcia and Steve Braun started it. And basically their, their casting directors, Risa cast, uh, speed and masters of sex and all these, uh, TV shows, the affair that's on. And she, she casts seal team right now. Um, so I train there with all these actors that are like amazing, you know, actors that are all, you know, regulars on TV shows. It's like, it's like the, it's like my, it's become my artistic home, which is something that took me a long time to find. There were some actors that were in a class of mine that were in this podcast called the bright sessions, which I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I have not. It won best, uh, best on iTunes in 2016 and okay. it's, it's therapy for the strange and unusual. So it's about this therapist named Dr. Bright who does therapy for, um, they call them atypicals. They're basically, you know, people with, with special abilities. Okay. Um, so I got into that because I knew some of the actors in it and I started listening to it and I was like, God, this is, it's, it's not necessarily a hundred percent my, um, I'm not necessarily hundred percent the demographic for it. Um, okay. but the, the format of it was like just mind blowing. It was just two people in a room talking. And yet like there was, there was an underlying storyline that was happening, you know, and, and the way that she wrote the characters where she would, she didn't give you everything right away. Um, and she kept bringing the characters back, uh, 
you know, enough so that you really became emotionally invested in, in the characters. So mm -hmm. that was a huge inspiration for me to write Space Ward. Um, the other part of Space Ward that, that was an influence was, I mean, I'm, I, I really, I'm just a sci-fi guy. I love Mass Effect. Um, there's this writer named Joshua Dalzell. Um, who wrote this uh, this amazing series called the Black Feet Black Fleet trilogy? Um, and he writes these amazing epic space war novels. And when he talks about space war, he talks about like uh, you know going down the well, like the gravity well. When you're going into a system, like you have to navigate the the gravity between different planets, and how you can use use them to your advantage um, when you're doing tactical maneuvers against other ships. And if you have a gravity drive versus thrusters, that's going to allow you to you know not have to be affected by gravity. I mean, just he, the stuff he writes is like amazing, um, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and that really influenced um, my wanting to write Space Ward. Um, the other thing is that I've been doing dubbing for the last like two years for this company. And I do like um, dubbing like telenovelas into English and we sell them to like Africa. Um, okay. <laughs> and so I, I've got, uh, you know, I've gotten to be really comfortable behind a mic. And then I have a ton of, you know, close friends that I work with all the time that are audio engineers. And so I, you know, started becoming very, you know, comfortable with, uh, you know, the engineering aspect of it and, uh, and all that jazz. And, um, and then, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about it for a long time with me writing, you know, um, I can't, I mean, I'm try, I've tried to get better at uh, writing on a regular basis, but a lot of times it's a, it's an inspiration thing. It's like, it, I'll mull something around until, until something just clicks um, and with Space Ward, I knew I wanted to write it. I knew I wanted it to be about this guy who was a, a therapist on a spaceship. Um, but it, but I, I, I didn't know why. And I didn't want to just have him be a therapist um, because I didn't want to like straight rip the bright sessions. Um, and so what really spurred me to write it was I found the stakes and the the stakes in Space Ward, if you if you I don't want to give any spoilers, but you're gonna get it in the first thirty seconds of the first episode is that there's a there was a massive space attack um that killed everything. I mean, it killed all all intelligent life uh, uh in you know multiple galaxies. Um and it was one alien species that that did this attack. And once I had that that stakes of that these these are the only survivors left and they've all lost everything that they have that that gave me so much to write with um because it's like you know when you start writing a character immediately you're like okay where is this person from you know because they've lost that you know who were this you know person's family you know what was their life like before that i mean there's just the the questions that you can that you can bring into the writing and and it helps write itself um, are are really helped by those stakes, and I think that kind of really, I, from what I've been hearing anyway uh, from from listeners, is that it kind of is nice to to be thrown into that kind of high stakes scenario right away as well. Um, and that that kind of goes to the the short uh, form question that you were that you were posing earlier is if yeah. a lot of the the podcasts that I've been listening to because 
Um, I actually got to meet with Lauren Shippen, who's who's the creator of Bright Session. She sat down and had coffee with me before I released my episodes. And she was like, you know, you need to engage in the audio drama community if you want to if you want to, you know, succeed and you want people to hear it, you have to, you know, become a fan of these audio dramas that are out there and, and in, engage with them. And so when I started doing that, I, you know, there's a lot of great stuff out there. There's, I could, I could just go on and on about the, the great podcasts that are out there. But for me, a lot of them, even the first episode are like 30 to 45 minutes. And even if it's good, I find myself with a lot of them, like 20 minutes in, just kind of lost. And, mm-hmm. and that was why I wanted to, to make these short and to really button it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny um, that you, you know, uh, the suggestion to get into the community uh, I mentioned earlier, I've been podcasting for at this point over 10 years and uh, it's the, the moment, that I switched gears from trying to make a buck uh, in podcasting, which I, it, for some reason took me eight years to figure out that wasn't going to happen uh, and switching it to more of a mindset of like, let me do it for me and let me like kind of embrace the community. Cause prior to uh, 2015, like my, the community I, I could really only find was through Reddit. And the Reddit podcasting community is awful. Hmm. Uh, they they really crap on every idea people have because, you know, most ideas you have are just kind of a play on another idea that already exists. And that's not good enough for, at least at the time, was not good enough for, for the Reddit, some of the Reddit podcasting groups. But circa 2015, 2016, when I start Everything is Awesome up, like I kind of embraced uh, like the podcasting community outside of that, which I don't think really existed. Right. You know, it was just, in, it, just starting. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there was a reason I didn't embrace it, you know, early on in my podcasting career and uh, I kind of was ignorant to it, you know, probably right before I started this show. Uh, but like here in Philly, we have a great local community. And then obviously like online, there's a great like, pattern family for the most part, is like a great little community and every community, whether it's a group on Facebook or just like a bunch of people uh, on Twitter, um, you know, it's, it's once I embraced that, it was, you know, it, it was, it made this show that much better for just me doing it. Like I feel creatively fulfilled and like there's a listenership and uh, you know, I, I want to do, I want to do more and it, and it has yet to feel like a job uh, almost hitting the two year mark with this show. It's amazing. So, yeah. So embracing the community, I think is super important. Um, a, I mean, obviously, you know, you embrace that community, that, that, that community shares something, an interest with you. Right. So they obviously are going to tune into your product a little bit uh, and whatever. And I agree. I used to do, you know, our old shows were formatted on a two hour block um, and, and where had commercials in them, uh, very rate. Like, uh, if, I don't know if you guys, um, in, in Vermont or Dallas or, or LA ever had any kind of like, uh, free FM format back in the, back when Stern first left, uh, terrestrial for, for satellite. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I've always been more of a talk radio guy anyway. Mm. And so, so here in Philly, our big rock station at the time was YSP and that went to free FM, which was just mainly, 
all talk shows. So it was, you know, Opie and Anthony in the morning or, you know, I think when, when uh, Stern first left, it was, what, I think, um, David Lee Roth in the morning and then Danny Bonaduce eventually uh, and then like Opie and Anthony and, and a bunch of these guys. And um, at the two to four o'clock hour, there was just a two hour block of radio that most free FM markets had somebody local in. And uh, so we kind of formatted our show after that. And uh, it took me again, uh, I would say even up until uh, probably when I started this show to like realize, okay, let's try to keep things to an hour. Uh, And if shows go longer, I'll just break it up into two parts that way. Well, that's, and and I think that's fine if, you know, if you're, um, you know, if, if you're doing an, uh, an interview format, you know, because Mm. the the people are constantly bouncing back and forth off each other, you know, but uh, for, for audio drama, uh, there is the big loop. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that one, but they have. I think they just dropped their fourth episode. They're an yeah. audio drama and their episodes are about an hour long. Uh, and they, they, I, I just listened to their first one recently and, and it, it completely captured me. Um, but it's rare, you know, it's yeah. rare to be able to, you know, and I, I think they, I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing, but it, it's, it seems like they have some, some money behind it. Um, uh, but, uh, sure that helps. yeah, I mean, not, I mean, not that you need it. I mean, I'm doing space ward, you know, in my closet, uh, uh, you know, with my, with, you know, but I have some great actors, um, that yeah. are, that are a part of it. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I yeah. mean, it's, yeah, the, yeah. So <laughs> the, yeah, the, and the, and the time frame, and that's something that like, uh, I found with, you know, kind of almost reverting back to not necessarily, you know, all right. I'm going to do two hour shows, but I had a guest on that was like, you know, if it goes two hours, just air it all at once. People will listen to it. They might have to pause it or whatever, but I agree that like, there's something different about this. And I, I actually don't listen to many audio. In fact, I don't think I listen to any except for space word at the moment. I have, I, it's the zombie one. That's, um, are we, are we there yet? I believe it's, it's called, right. Um, I have a whole bunch of their episodes downloaded on my phone that I need, like, I just want to start listening to, uh, but I haven't quite done it yet. Uh, but I listen to a lot of actual play um, RPG podcasts, yes. which which in a, in a way is pretty similar to um, an audio drama because it's, it's, it's very story driven uh, with some band, some like, you know, commentary banter to it. And, where they're all usually a minimum of an hour long. And I can say, even with those, you know, I can find myself as I'm like driving to work or whatever, like just about 20 minutes in kind of like not paying attention a hundred percent. Yeah. And then like, Oh crap, I I forgot. I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah. exactly. And and that's nothing against them. Like they're all very talented. There's a reason uh, I listen to them. Yeah. Like, uh, like the adventure zone. I don't know if you listen to the adventure zone. it's it's on my list. Oh, I, I'm great. still catching up on uh, one shot. I entered the the like I I tout myself being a big nerd and geek, but really like I, as much as I've always wanted to play D and D, I've only played a handful of times, and I didn't realize how big of a format it was in the podcasting world. And I just I hopped on it about two years ago when I started this show, and it just kind of like one show led me to the other and led me to the other, and I'm still catching up on. I don't know if you've heard of one shot. No. Uh, 
Yeah, One Shot is um, it's a Chicago-based show, part of the One Shot Podcast Network, and it's uh, like every you know sometimes uh, uh, it's it's a uh, it's a one week storyline, sometimes it's three weeks, but they just like they play a new system every session and 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 whatnot, and it's, it's cool. really really good. A bunch of like improv comedians uh, are are usually on board for it when they're playing, but yeah, I mean even that kind of stuff. Uh, which is, you know, very similar to audio dramas. I could imagine listening to an audio drama that's an hour long and like kind of getting lost in thought during it. Yeah. Uh, and that might be, that might be me and ADD or something no, like that. I don't but, think it is, I, you know, which is, but I mean, in the same respect, that's, that is the audience. I mean, you're, you're looking for people who are, you know, at work at, you know, uh, on their commutes. Like, so you want to have that, that content out there, but yeah, but for me with Space Ward, I was, like I said, you know, I had the stakes and, and also it was my, it's my first time writing a series. You know, I've done a bunch of, well, that's, that's not true. I did, I did zombie whisperer, but, um, that was, that was like three episodes over like three years. And, um, oh, wow. and this, this was, you know, uh, a lot more. Um, and I, and honestly, I was a little bit intimidated, um, about it when I started writing it. And I think that's why I, I like was like, okay, that's a great button. Boom. Like done. Moving on to the next one. We got an episode. All right. Great. Like, um, but, but the more I, the more I think about it, like I'm, I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm really proud of all the seeds that I'm sowing. And I think that the Mm -hmm. listeners are going to really enjoy seeing the seeds that are in the show, uh, flower and, uh, and, and take, take form because there's a lot of little, even in the first four episodes, there's a lot of little uh, nuggets that are going to be expounded upon um, moving forward. So, yeah, and and what's uh, what I really enjoy about the fact that it's short form is that like I uh, and I normally do zero prep when I interview a guest, but uh, it was an audio drama. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to listen to this, and and I so I kind of threw it on my headphones as I was working the other day, and. Uh, what's nice about that is like there's like little things that you've you know that you you may have mentioned or the little seeds I'm like I don't even know what he's talking about I got to go back and listen it's what's great about short form is that it's it's something that has like a replay value so that like if you miss something or like you know what I, I remember something that awesome that happened in episode three or four you don't have to spend two hours right to to go back and listen to it and find that thing that you're like oh man this is like what I wanted to like talk to whoever about or whatever yeah. Um, um, it's yeah, it's the short form and that's like, that actually really helps me going forward. Like for when I want to plan something next year, uh, like to keep it cause I'm, I'm an hour guy. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to hour, hour and a half is what I'm going to keep all my stuff at. And like, whenever I think about writing something that's episodic based, it's always like, all right, as long as I hit like that, you know, 30 to 35 minute mark, I'll be happy. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I think like the 10 to 15 minute mark is, Oh, that's almost like the, my buddy tells me this all the time. He's like, oh, I think if you think YouTube terms, you, you want it to be, you know, seven to 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes tops. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's, uh, that's, I, I think that's a smart move because it, it's, it's a, like your twist on it besides like, you know, you, you know, your own story, but on the format, it's your twist of, of what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to a buddy about it. One of my really close friends from acting school who, 
he's been listening to like audiobooks on tape for the last like year. His job is he just he runs presses on shirts and uh so he's just in a room by himself all day just oh, laying ink down and he's just been listening to audiobooks and when he listened to this he was like he's like this is what I've been I've been looking for this and I was like dude me too like that's why I'm I'm writing it is because I wanted to listen to this and I couldn't find it. Um, you know, there's, there's audio dramas out there, but this type of like sci-fi space audio drama that I was looking for, I couldn't find it. Um, and so that's, that's made it so much fun, you know, to write the, the interest, you know, something he said that, that really got me, which I was like, oh man, this is cool. He's like, you know, when, when I'm listening to these things and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in that world, he's like, I'm the guy who's gonna, you know, you, you're gonna, you're bringing me into that world, but I'm the guy who's gonna look around. And so like, you better watch what you lay down as far as like, crumbs in the writing or like, you know, he's like, I'm the guy who like, I'm, I'm going to look around. I'm not just, I'm not just going to listen. Like, you know, and I thought, I was like, man, that's such a cool image of like, yeah. you know, somebody being brought into that world. Mm-hmm. Um, the theme song I really lucked out on, um, that was, uh, from a composer named Graham Plowman and he's an Irish composer. And I was on YouTube just looking for inspiration and I came across that song and I was like, this has got to be my theme song. And so I emailed him and, uh, you know, worked out a, an arrangement where, you know, he let me use it for the, um, for the theme song. So that's like, very cool. Yeah. I mean, and I actually shortened it for episode four just because I got the only note that I really got from anybody was like, uh, oh, the, the theme song's a little long, which I mm-hmm. get because the episodes are short form, but for me, it, when I listened to it, it felt like the theme song was like taking me out into space, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Intros are so tricky because like you have one mindset of what you want to do. And I don't, I mean, I'm coming from a from a, a non-episodic like uh, point of view when it comes to podcasting. But like all my, like I, a lot of notes I get from uh, one of my, you know, my best friend is like, I think you could probably tone to shorten that intro up. Yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, but like, I don't know. I like that it's, you know, uh, I try to like get, I try to get it in uh, at 30 seconds, but like, I think the intro for this show is probably by the time the stingers air and, and the intro airs and I kick in with my dopey intro, uh, I think we're at about a minute, maybe 45 seconds to minute mark, which is a little bit long maybe, but I don't know. It's yeah. And yours is an hour. My, I think my intro in the first episode is almost that long and it's, it's a 10 minute episode, you know? Yeah. So. I, see, I, but I'm an intro guy. Like I, if you have a good intro and yeah. Yeah. And mine is, I, I stole a bunch of clips for movies. Nice, to, nice. To my intro, like, it's just a bunch of people saying awesome over and over right, again. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, and but that's as much as, I've only had that one quote unquote negative note. It's like, ah, you could probably shorten it up a bit. Everyone else that has said something about it, I have one um, guy who, 
uh, he, I think he's, uh, it's Adam, I believe Christopher, uh, if I remember, if I'm, if I'm saying that name correctly, it could be the other way around. Uh, it could be two other names put together, but, uh, from the after six podcast, I believe it's Adam Christopher and, uh, buddy, if I'm saying, uh, if I'm getting your name wrong completely, I'm sorry, but you know what? Uh, Travis likes wrestling and you don't. So that's your punishment. Uh, and he, he loved like whatever he listens to my show, he says, is like i just have to replay your intro like three or four times oh and, hey uh kevin um yes uh i have an actor showing up right now to oh, okay. record uh some space ward um oh okay he is at my door i am buzzing him in okay. um can we um do some sort of um outro or uh would you yeah like if to you just want to uh or yeah if you want to i mean if you want to buzz him in and we'll take like two minutes to wrap it up yeah great great yeah okay. i just i just buzzed him in and uh right, cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna let him in the apartment really quick and then okay. uh yeah um all right sorry right, let me know when you're back and then let me know when we're back and we'll, and we'll wrap it up great hate to hate to cut you short man oh uh, no that's not a problem but uh thank you I so much to, and yeah i need to yeah. i need to shout out casey um when we could okay. when we're back for sure okay cool cool um, cool cool. awesome uh okay give me just one minute i'll be right back yeah, no Actually, uh, Jerry, if you want to come in here, uh, you can come in here as well. Uh, just finishing this up. Um, uh, hey, uh, I am back. All right, cool. Uh, All right, uh, Matt, there's so much more that I wanted to get to, uh, but I know you have a schedule that you have to keep up, so uh, I won't force you to stay here any longer than you have to. Um, so before I, we officially end the show, uh, why don't you, uh, let everyone know where they can find you and whatnot. Great. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to, uh, shout out, uh, Casey Spivey. Um, Casey's an actress that, uh, did, um, she was in Game of Thrones, the musical with me. Uh, she is a hustler to the max. Find her on all the social media platforms available everywhere. Um, you can't miss her. She's amazing. Uh, she's the one that yes. hooked me up with uh with kevin so thank you casey you rock um also um the reason we're cutting this short is because i have Jarrett sullivan here who is going to be uh one of the new characters coming to space ward and we're going to get him in the booth um you can find space ward at the space ward uh, on twitter instagram tumblr uh on facebook um you can go to www.thespaceward.com to listen to all of our episodes um, you can find Space Ward on Patreon at patreon.com slash thespaceward. Um, we just got our first two patrons today. 
and uh very probably because patreon made the announcement that they're not going (laughs) to suck anymore right exactly (laughs) uh and also i promised the first five people that became patrons that i'd write them into season one so there's still three slots available as of right now um interesting yeah uh and thank you kevin so much for having me and uh, i'd love to come back on uh you know time for me totally this you uh, you are kicking off 2018 for us with this episode, uh, but we are, we will have to have you back on because, like I said, there's I wanted to talk Game of Thrones the musical and and everything else that you've done. Uh, so we'll have you back on where we can talk wrestling some more and we can talk uh, the rest of the things that you do. Uh, Matt, thanks for doing the show. Oh and- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. On, on that note, I want to kick it to me in the uh, in the in the future to, to finish the show off. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Uh, Thank you for doing the show. All right, man. Have a good night. Thanks once again to Matt for coming on the show. What a great conversation. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Matt M. Fowler. That's M-A-T-T-M-F-O-W-L-E-R. And follow Space Ward at The Space Ward. While you're there, make sure you follow me on Twitter at That Nerdy Kev and the podcast at Real Awesome Pod. You can find Space Ward on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review. And while you're at it, it's also a great way to support Everything is Awesome. Leave that five-star rating and review. Apple math does wonders. You can also support us with a small monetary pledge on patreon.com slash thatentertains, which is in the process of getting rebooted to offer more exclusive content. I talked about it at the top of the show. Word of mouth recommendations is also a tremendous way that you can help. Oh, and hey... The, the things that you do to support us, the rating and the reviewing, the Patreon, the word of mouth recommendation, all that lets us do really cool things like live shows. On January 28th, 2018 at Tattooed Mom on South Street, we're going to be live as part of the second annual Everything is Awesome Let's Have Cancer Podiversary Festival. That's right. It's a festival that celebrates podcasting here in Philadelphia. It's kind of looked at as the preview to the Philadelphia Podcast Festival we have in the summer. It's also a celebration of the anniversary of Everything is Awesome. Two years this February 1st. So we're celebrating a couple days early as part of this festival. And of course, most importantly, it's to help raise awareness to fuck cancer. Um... They are a great organization, and we are trying to raise awareness to what they do. We're trying to raise money so that they can do the things that they do, and they are uh, truly mean a lot to me. So it would be great if you could make it out to Tattooed Moms from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to be joined by a bunch of great shows like Nerds with Words, Full Belly Laughs, I Like the Movie Movie, and a couple more. It's going to be a day full of fun live podcasting. Come out, support one, support all. It's going to be a fun, fun day. Hope to see you there January 28th, 2018, from 1 to 7 p.m. at Tattooed Mom on South Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We've been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.